But I would be very, very wary of who you ask business advice from. 100%. Don't take advice from people who are less successful than you want to be. Yeah. Not just where you're at now. If you see someone who's like one step ahead of you, you can get some advice from them. They can teach you some things. What episode is this? Episode 12? Uh, 12. Whoa. Whoa. Almost a teenager. We can almost drive. We can almost drive. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of My My Lash Two Two Brain Cells. Cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I am also your host, Elliot Morris. And we have a super good episode for you today. I don't know what we're going to title it, but I think it's going to be if I could go back in time, what I would do starting my lash business from scratch. Yes. Or if you had to go back in if time. If I had to go back in time. Because I feel like if we had the choice, well, you know, if we had the choice, I would probably go back in time. Yeah. I feel like you could you could just. I'd go back in time and meet you again. Oh. <laughs> Wait, this was, this is a business episode. <laughs> this is not, we're not trying to get all sweet and sad. I'd go back in time and I'd have like a better pickup line for you. Because I made the first move with Elliot. You did. And I would go back in time and have you do that again. I don't think my pickup line was very good. I thought I, it was perfect. What did I say to you? What was the first thing I ever said to you? I don't know. You said, hi, I'm I think I, went, I think I asked you about your Halloween costume. Oh, yeah. You said, what are you, like Hugh Hefner? Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm the boy from the Polar Express. I think that's what I and said then to you, you were like, this is an adult party. Why are you <laughs> <laughs> just say you're Hugh Hefner? We met at a Halloween party and I made the first move on Elliot. <laughs> she did. She um did. but this episode I'm really excited about because it's gonna be um very beginner friendly. Um it is gonna be if I could go back in time, what I would do to re what I would do to my lash business to get here faster, right? Because I love where we are today, yep. but there are things that I could have done to get it here faster. Yep. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a very valuable episode for anyone who is earlier on in their career yeah. or honestly at any point in their career that is before selling lots of digital products and selling tons of trainings because we're, yeah, we're going to go through the whole timeline of like what you would do to optimize every step of your career i'm super excited about it. i think we were workshopping this episode at dinner and i thought it was pretty cool i think i think it'll be fun i'm excited too also i forgot we were filming today so i look like a schlub although i feel very good in my brandy melville sweatpants please excuse if elliot looks like a schlub but maybe we shouldn't post the video but of also this episode also you look like if you're watching on video these sweatpants or if you're listening. Elliot's a brandy boy. I'm a brandy boy. Okay, it for for our two male listeners and or or if you're if you're a girl and you have a a man in your life yeah. who you want to get him some great sweatpants, Brandy Melville. They're so good. I know it's made for 12-year-old. It's made for 12-year-old girls, girls, but they fit so well. And okay, and you can't get the ones that are the blend. You got to get the 100% cotton ones. They're like a thicker <laughs> Like hundred percent cotton. The cut is so all, good. All the lightheart boys this week have been walking around no, the shop 100%. with their Brandy Melville sweatpants. Nah, lightheart Caleb put me onto it. <laughs> we were like watching the game the other no, night. Me, me and Caleb and Caleb's cousin all walked into Brandy Melville. Yeah, no, we're, just the three of us. We were watching the football game last night, and Elliot and Caleb were like, "Let's walk across the street and get some Brandy Melville sweatpants." And I was I, like, "What are you, twelve year old girls?" Because Caleb already had a pair, and so he was like, "Bro, they're so good, you got to check them out." So I was like, "Okay, we'll see what the hype's about." And <laughs> and then I tried them on. Holy cow. I did not try them on in the Brandy Melville because the whole team's, I would have felt. The whole team's been dripped out in Brandy all week. Yeah. No, but I got these. I'm getting an, I'm getting every color. They are the best sweatpants ever. And 32 bucks. Can't beat that. Best sweatpants ever for 32 bucks? Nah. <laughs> we have eight points we want to make today. And uh, I want to preface this with when I became a lash artist, the lash industry was at a very different place than it is today and I'm not like a lash dinosaur by any means like I've only been lashing for seven years now but the industry was vastly different than when I began so I can't Mm. even imagine you know if you've been a lash veteran for 20 plus years you're probably like you know just so just like confused (laughs) with everything but uh yeah when I started um there was no mentors you know beauty coaches that I knew of I wasn't on Instagram I did have an Instagram for the first two years of my business doing lashes um you know, I started out working for a salon. I started out on commission. Yep. Um, and then w- even when I went on my own, I really didn't have any network of people that I was looking around at or looking up to. So I wish mm. I had a podcast like this, especially that just gave me everything that I needed before I started. Because when I started, True. I was a hot mess. 
I lived with you my were. parents. Ugh. I was still like, you know, 18. I, I had like a two week panic attack when I started my business. <laughs> that is true. I had no that idea how true. to pay my taxes. I had no idea how to do anything. Um, so point number one that we wanted to make, if I could go back in time and tell my little baby, sweet Maddie self. Okay. So here's the premise. Here's the premise. We go back in time. Set up the story. We got, we can give uh, baby Maddie advice for her career, but it has to fit on one sheet of paper. So we can't tell him everything. And we can't say, like, yeah. invest in Bitcoin at $1,000, <laughs> but we could say... I did invest in Bitcoin at $1,000. Well, at, at 10K, at 10K, yeah. which is, it's is all right. Yeah. It's all right. Um, but we are going to go through, like, step by step, what, how to optimally navigate through your career, just what we could have improved. How to and, be smart, babe. Yeah. What I Honestly, a lot of it is stuff you did do, because I think you did make a lot of really good yeah. choices throughout no, your career. No, even, even though I was young and didn't know what I was doing, I was very smart. You figured it I out. I was very you figured, smart. You, yeah. I'm a smart cookie. Yeah, that's true. I would agree. I can vouch. Okay, what was what's the first thing? So you get right out of, or no, you go into aesthetic school. How would mm-hmm. you make that decision? Uh, Well, number one, I would go, if I could go back in time, I would choose this career over and over and over again. I would never pick a different career path knowing what I know now. True. I would choose lashes every single opportunity presented. Like you if wouldn't you, choose a different aspect of the beauty industry? No. Different genre? No. Stay in lashes? I would stay in lashes. Why is that? If anything, I would go harder in the lash. Oh. <laughs> absolutely space because in the beginning i was kind of teetering on like well i became an aesthetic i became a waxing i became a licensed esthetician and then i think a lot of us start out as licensed estheticians right that's kind of just like the umbrella thing and then i did skincare waxing everyone's booties we talked about it um makeup bridal makeup was my specialty oh yeah that was your specialty my specialty was bridal makeup your first specialty was when we met you're like yeah i am a professional makeup artist bridal makeup artist i was like oh super cool Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was so funny because back then I didn't know like where lashes would go, but everyone was telling me lashes are not going to die. This is not a trend. This isn't going anywhere. True. Like and they this were is, right. They were right. And truly like I can see it being at kind of like the somewhat top of this industry now looking, looking over uh, everything I know now. I'm like, wow, this isn't going anywhere. Lash trends are True. constantly evolving. Like, even lash extensions in other countries are evolving. Like, True. it's not just a thing in the U.S. or the U.K. Like, lash extensions are global. They're worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. And um, the industry is only getting better and better and better and better. And even product lines are getting better. True. Pre-mades are getting better. Oh, yeah. Products today are way better than when you started. Yeah. Like, being a lash artist 20 years ago probably sucked. Cause oh, it's like, yeah. Because they were gluing actual mink hair <laughs> onto people's faces. Everyone's using... You know, they were out out back shaving the chinchillas <laughs> to get hair <laughs> and using freaking ancient expired crazy glue. <laughs> Just using using actual super. Everyone's glue. retention was two and a half days. Sets were probably ten dollars. Like, I don't even know. But lashes are just they've advanced so much to the point where it's like a, a common household thing to like know someone that has true. their lashes done. It's true. Like even. You can talk to anyone in the U.S. Everyone knows someone that has their lashes done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Everyone's either had them done, wants them done, can't get them done, knows someone. Their mama gets them done. It's only getting bigger. It's only getting bigger. I truly see that. Like, I think that I will still have a clientele in 20 years. Well, because the thing, it, it has all the things that make a great industry. Like, it is something that makes people's lives easier. Mm -hmm. It ends up being something that people get addicted to. Yeah, they they are addicting. It saves them time every day. There's some drug. There's some effect that lash extensions have. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. It's sticky. The product for lash extensions compared to a lot of other parts of the beauty industry is cheaper. So that means that you are better compensated for your time and skill than you are on just how expensive your products are. Yeah. Because like for hair extensions, like hair extensions, because hair a lot of facials, uh, yeah, really expensive really, equipment, right. really expensive. The cost products. of goods, the yeah, the cogs are good. No, it, cogs are great for lashes because it's like once you get to the like luxury price point, like, even if you're using the highest quality product, you're oh, still making so much of a. You're profit. still only paying like eighteen bucks a tray. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, so I I would choose lashes over and over again, and for I would sure. actually. I would have picked lashes sooner had I known how explosive of an industry it is and mm. how much opportunity there is within the lash industry. Yeah, you would have you would have skipped right over doing Brazilians. 
Uh, yeah, I could have gone without that. Yeah? I could have skipped my Manzilli I feel phase. like that was a very, very important part of your career. It was a character building. It was a building. formative moment. It, it was, was character building. It was yeah. character building for me. <laughs> a lot of people, after listening to the first couple episodes, they've, like, clients of mine, they're like, are you okay? Like, a lot are of people, you scarred? I'm like, no. Like, I really just built you know, character. I think you used the trauma to make you funnier. I don't think I, I think was. It worked. I don't think I was traumatized by doing wax. I all. was traumatized <laughs> by you doing. I liked it. <laughs> I I liked it. I liked it because waxing makes you feel like a superhero. Like I would walk in the room. I would do a Brazilian in twelve and a half minutes. I would show up. I'd be like, "Hey, girl, you know." Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, lay down. Be right back. You know, come on back. Spread them. Okay, don't cut that out. Do not <laughs> say that. But yes, I would say that. And yeah. Then, and then I would be like, you know, it was. To make someone feel comfortable when they are That's scared true. of you is a very important skill. I will say that. Yeah. You make me feel comfortable when I'm scared of you. I mean, waxing, you're in the most vulnerable position with a stranger. And you have to make that person feel not only comfortable, but safe and good and cared about. And like... I could never. I would make my clients feel I like superstars. I'm like, oh my gosh, girl. Like, you know, you're gorge. You're perfect. What's up <laughs> this weekend? You know, like it just... It, I think waxing built a lot of character for me. But uh, yeah, I would yeah, yeah. choose lashes over and over again. I would yep. have... Uh, makeup was kind of a safe space for me because I knew in my head what a makeup artist was yep. and lashes was kind of this unknown career and there's yep. a lot of mystery around it um, and makeup felt very comfortable for me and that's why I kind of held on to it um, in my head I was always like well I could always be a makeup artist I could always mm. you know do more weddings or do more brides or whatever but um, once I got in the lash groove that was oh, it that was it like for me whatever um if you went back would you go to the same aesthetic school would you go to a fancy one would you go to a cheap one what would you do great question number two was stop uh when you are choosing a beauty school or an aesthetics program whatever you want to call it um i would not go to the most like elite expensive aesthetic school save your money if you want to be a lash artist right like if you um want to be you know, a skincare specialist, an esthetician, like that is going to be your specialty. Go to like a more skin focused institute. Um, sure. However, if you're going into lashes, I would find the cheapest, quickest beauty school you can mm -hmm. possibly go to because I cannot name a single beauty school that has heavily focuses on lash extensions. They sure. either don't teach it at all or they don't even, they, they don't even touch on it. Yeah. And, and I have so many girls message me and they're like, um, yeah, I got my license. I went to school, but now I'm 20, 30 K in debt. And I only took, it's like, why I only went to school for, you know, a year so that I could learn lashes and I am down in the dumps about it. And I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, like that is how it is. I went to beauty school. I did the beauty school thing. And yes, I know that if your state requires a license, you have to go to beauty school, of course. But that's really the only reason. That is the only is reason. to get that piece of paper. Same reason I went to engineering school. Yeah, you're playing by the rules. Get the piece of paper. You're playing by the rules. Get the piece of paper. Do it legally. Do it the right way. Whatever your state but requires. don't waste your money. But don't waste your hard-earned money get that a you cheap could one. be investing in better education. 100%. And then, like, once you save all your money on aesthetic school, spend that money on lash education let's go specialized training because that that's fancy certificate of you going to beauty school nobody cares no, cares. no one cares. mine's not even on my wall mine is covered in barbecue sauce in the back of your truck <laughs> i'm not even kidding that thing has gone through the ringer but i mean no one no one cares cares no one cares it's even less like people care like so like much my my current licenses are on my wall but it's like my oh, yeah. diploma from that school no Again, most people don't even know you need to go to aesthetic school to do <laughs> lashes. So it's like, yeah, which usually you do. So I, I went and it was so funny because when I first considered becoming a beautician of some sort, um, mm -hmm. I kind of shopped around uh, fancy schools and I was looking at like going to the Aveda Institute and I looked at going to this fancy, uh, fancy aesthetic school in Florida. And I was really, you know, I was like, mm -hmm. wow, like mm -hmm. I have to pay, you know, a lot of money to this place. I don't and got that kind of money. And, and I'm 17. Um, and I'm so glad that I went to the sketchiest school in my hometown. It wasn't kind of a scary because part of Because I cannot name one thing that I learned from that place. But No. But I you, got, you, got, you got the paper. It was like I went in. I did my makeup for three hours in the your mirror. Boards. That's all that matters. I passed my boards. You got your hours. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need. Okay. I think I think we've we've beat this point. Yeah. What's What's next? Number three is, ooh, I would invest as much of your income in that first year, like your first 100K or whatever, in bettering your business. I mean, 
to be clear, your first year, you're probably not going to make 100K. Yeah, but you might. You might. If you're listening to this podcast. If you're you're listening to this podcast, if you do everything we tell you to do, guaranteed 100K (laughs) in your pocket. If you don't, sue us. No, I'm kidding. Um, I would just just be investing like your your, first year's profits and back into your business 100% anything you make that first year like I think the goal when you're starting out like this is what you did when you were first starting out when you first had your like when you went independent you were still living at your parents house Mm -hmm. which was great because you saved so much money on teenager yeah you had no car payment you like barely went out to eat you you had like zero expenses the only honestly and you still do this the only (laughs) thing you spent money the only time you spent money was when you spent your tips. Cash tips. And so. Cash tips only. If, uh, yeah. You didn't even spend your card I wouldn't tips. even spend my card tips. No. I made it a point, And this was just like a little mental thing of mine. But like I knew that because I was starting a business young, I wanted to live as below my means as humanly possible. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of lash artists, it's very attractive to like they make a little money. They see those those clients come in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're making like $100 a fill or whatever. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go buy myself a new Mercedes. Like, they, they immediately buy themselves a Louis Vuitton bag. They immediately splurge on vacations and all this crazy stuff. And I wasn't doing that stuff for years, no. years and years and years. No. I lived so below my means. Yeah. Like nobody knew how much I was putting away because I was just I was investing it all back into my business. Absolutely. It's and that's so big. Like you're by not spending the money you're making and investing it into your business, you're able to grow what you're doing so much faster. It's like you could get to hundred bucks a fill and like taking 15 clients a week and you're like doing pretty mm-hmm. good. It's exciting and, for people. They, oh, they get a rush. It's great. But like if you take that money that you're making from that and then you invest it in like using better products and yes. you invest it into making your space prettier mm-hmm. and you invest it into not even big trainings, just the basic things. Oh, hundred percent. What or, you use and where you are. Oh yeah. Yeah, using better products is like the first thing you would probably do. Yeah, I would I would say if if you have a little money to reinvest in your business starting out, I think the first thing should be investing in very high quality products. Yeah. I will say clients do know. They yeah. do notice. They know when you're using crappy stuff. They know when you're using Amazon lashes. They know when their lashes feel or look plasticky. Um, and that was the number one. Even when I was a beginner and I first started my mm-hmm. business, my biggest uh, – like priority was having great work and and using great products. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my work was good because of the products I used. They're easier to use. It makes your life. Yeah. It makes your life easier because if you, once when you go from using Amazon lashes to using like a good brand, like so much easier, I'd rather spend $25 on a trade than $5 and my work look phenomenal. hundred percent. Yeah. Clients are going to know. And then when they see someone else, they can't go, they can't see anyone else because they're like, Oh my gosh, Maddie's lashes or your lashes feel better they feel look better better when they have light shining on them do they look like plastic or do they look like cashmere you want them to look like cashmere? first thing to reinvest in yes yeah big and i would also mention that this kind of is a recurring theme in your business's success like even to this day we still live below our means oh very far like Ma- madison still drives her ford escape yeah you got no car payment on i that. don't drive that audi rs5 elliot does well That's, okay uh- <laughs> and however also with like the audi it's like okay we we do spend more money now but at this point we oh, yeah. still spend less than 10 percent of what we're making Absolutely. so it's like we have scaled up our spending so we're like we're paying more in rent we actually have a car payment now but like the first car payment that we've ever had started th- four months, three three months ago. Yeah. Th- th- this was the first car we ever bought that we actually like had payments for that was more than ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Every other car, well, actually, the Escape was thirteen. Every, every other vehicle every I, other I vehicle, bought in cash. Bought in cash, cheap vehicles. Like you can get a really nice car for yeah. like ten grand. Like yeah. you can absolutely be driving something safe, reliable. Yeah. Ten grand. You do and not like, need to spend more. It's than that. good to splurge sometimes. Oh, hundred percent. Like- and that's the thing too. It's like we are spending more on rent. We are. Yeah, we have a nice. We did buy a, a nice, nice car. Life. We oh yeah, we go but out. But we could have. We could. We technically had the money to do that three years ago. Yeah. But because we didn't do that three years ago, we were able now, to expand my heart so much. Hundred percent. And so now we're able to do those things, and it is still only like ten percent of our income. Absolutely. And we're still able to save like ninety percent of the income to reinvest it into the business. And and the biggest reason that I'm okay with 
spending money on like the car and like higher rent and like going out to eat is because that 10% that we're spending as opposed to spending like 5% of our income isn't going to make a practical difference in the timeline it takes for us to achieve our goals. Like yeah. every money decision we make, like kind of the way I think about it is like, okay, by buying this, how much longer is it going to take for me to, for us to like save up, save up enough money for the second location or to save up enough money to do this or this yeah. or this. It's all relative to and the And so it's like, goals. if, if we, like I was looking at, at this car and I was like, okay, how much, how far back is this going to push the uh, second studios if we buy this car? And I'm like, okay, we look at the payments. It's like thousand a month times 12 months it's like twelve thousand. we go over two years it's like 24 okay it's gonna push our the build out back like two weeks over the course of like a year and a half or two years it's like okay i'm fine with that yeah that's totally that's, fine how, that's how we think about everything yeah and i'm fine with this major purchase pushing back something we wanted to do by two two weeks or like say we want to go on a, a nice vacation like we're going on a we're planning Italy vacation later this year. <laughs> so excited. But I looked at it. And I'm like, okay, how much are we going to spend for a nice Italy vacation? Okay, how much is this going to push back our our plans? Okay, it'll push it back like a week, maybe two weeks. Yeah. Ah, fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'll take three weeks in Italy to push back what we're doing by two weeks. Plus, you have the like lost time in there. So it's probably more like three weeks as we're not working for that week. But like whatever. Like you, st we still want to live. Yeah. You shouldn't feel like oh i have to be like the most frugal person forever no there's, not at there's all. some people who like are super rich doing super well in their business and they're still like they think so much about like okay i need my my coffee to cost 20 cents per day and i cannot spend money on espresso but it's like yeah live no live your life babes but I'm it's just like but the thing is the time they're spending thinking about that mm -hmm. in the energy they're putting into saving that ten dollars hundred dollars a month they could be putting that brain power towards making an extra 2000 because of where they're at in their yeah. business. So it's like, it's all about looking at how much money is coming in, where your energy should go. And then how much you have to like to live Period. and like to, to have a good time. Period. Like King. we, we are not saying we are not Dave Ramsey saying that you should never have a credit card. And not you should at never, all. Like the goal here, the goal, like our goal is to have a super fun life. And in order to do that, we want to build like a big business. They go hand in hand. They go, they go hand I'm, in hand. I was just saying like a lot of lash artists, you know, they start making a little bit of money and they immediately oh, blow it. Absolutely. On the frivolous. 100%. Crazy do, if stuff. If you are not like fully, fully booked, maxed out your prices, you should not be buying like a new European car. Yeah. You should not do it. Also, you should not be buying a new like, okay, if you are in the position where you're like, I'm going to buy a new Mercedes, don't buy a new one. We bought the RS5, super nice car. It's a 2019, Ra though. Wrapped it, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, but, like, we saved $40,000 on it yeah. by not buying a new one and just buying a, a 2019. It's It was three years old. Be a so smart like, girl. Being smart is cool. Buy, buy a, buy a three-year-old car. Yeah. Come on. Okay, my point number five was I would tell my younger self this. Yes. Um, don't take advice from anyone. And it's very attractive to want to take advice from your friends or people that you spend a lot of time chatting with. This one's a hot take. Yeah. yeah it's I, a hot take, but it is very, very true. Yeah. It's very, it's a hard truth, but don't take advice from anyone. And that's not to say you don't love everyone in your life. You don't love your closest friends and all and that stuff. And you can stuff. still talk to people about what you're doing. Of course. But I would be- Include your friends in your life. Yes, of course. But I would be very, very wary of who you ask business advice from. 100%. Don't take advice from people who are less successful than you want to be. Yeah. Not just where you're at now. If you see someone who's like one step ahead of you, you can get some advice from them. They can teach you some things. Like if there's someone who's like fully booked in your area and they're and you're like getting coffee with them or something, you're like, wow, how'd you like get booked and stuff? Yeah. Like, absolutely. They but have a lot of people are, are, are held back because they're still hanging out with the same people that they went to like middle and high school absolutely. with. And they're like, what do you think I should do in my lash business? Do you think I should take this training or should I use this? Girl, they I... don't know. They don't know. They don't know. And asking people's opinions that have no, like you can include them in your life and like, Oh, yeah. Have those conversations. Tell them, but but tell them what you're doing. Don't ask them what yes, you should be doing. Absolutely. Say, hey, these are the things I'm working on. This is what I'm really excited yeah. about right now. And don't let them, if you, you're telling them about what you're excited about, don't let them be like, oh, wow, that's kind of crazy. And don't let them make you second guess what you're mm -hmm. doing. And Look surround yourself with people that make you want to be better. Yeah, that are 
doing better than you are and who are a lot closer to where you want to be than where you are right now. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You absolutely do not. I don't like being no. the smartest person in the room. Oh, no. I hate it. And I always am. <laughs> <laughs> except right now. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, totally. Except for right now. Yeah. Elliot's always so intimidated to hang out with me. I am. Every She's time scary. every time we're alone, he's always like, I'm so Yeah, scared. what what you guys don't know is that idiot. this is the only time we spend over five minutes together. It is. He gets too intimidated. I do. I get too intimidated. Every time we're smarts. at home and we're in the same room, I have to I have to run away because Madison's like, she says all these smart things and I'm just like, ah. He's got to go play video games in his enclosure. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go have enrichment meanwhile, time. I'm, meanwhile, I'm running the business. Yeah, she, she, she's got five monitors in front of her. She's like <laughs> typing like in the Matrix. She's like, I got to hack the mainframe. <laughs> okay. Um, and that leads into, I think you should keep your business somewhat private. Yeah, a I little think bit. A little bit. Like, which I, is ironic coming from us because we have made a business out of being very, very open about everything we're doing. But we are very open about everything we're doing. But we have worked in silence for a very long time. For a very long time, we weren't telling everyone, or you weren't telling everyone about what you were doing at the beginning. You weren't telling everyone like, oh, I took six clients today and they all tipped me really well and i made seven hundred dollars no, today awesome no. like we our, talked about it our entire business like now we're at a point you know closer to a decade later you know uh, on giving every single ounce of knowledge we have to 100%. others that is our business and that's why we are so open about everything everything i i am of the belief that no one has any reason to listen to us unless we demonstrate that they we, can trust us. Exactly. That we are honest with them yeah. and we actually are doing what we say we're I mean, doing. That's why we do the podcast. Because like I so people 100%. can trust us and they know we know what we're talking about and we can build some sort of camaraderie. You feel like you're talking to your friends. 100%. We feel like we're talking to our friends um, and it builds it. this community. But for those first, you know, five ish formative years, I was you were hustling with your head down. You okay. nose to the grindstone. <laughs> yeah. Hustling in silence. I was pretty private about my business. I really didn't share a lot with friends or family. Um, you know, I my big successes and my my lowest L's, whatever you want to call them. My dubs and my big, L's. Biggest dubs. I kind of I kept a lot to myself. Oh, yeah. Because 100%. I was also just learning as I went. Yeah, 100%. Especially with the build out. Yeah. I barely talked about the build that out is true. and everyone was like show us more behind the scenes give us more, more give us more but it sucked but it was such a trial and error and it was so new to me that i didn't have advice to give no 100 percent. we were still figuring it out when so i like, when we started the build i would post snippets on my story of just like here's how the floor looks here's how the mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. we had a meeting with the architect like i had little bits and pieces but i would never give someone the full picture of what i'm doing mm -hmm. because i wasn't in a position to give advice i wasn't in a position to teach about it i wasn't in a position to um share that with the world um so yeah, yeah i would just be private about certain things absolutely until you're in a position to absolutely. lead like or help do the else. thing and then you can talk about it. absolutely and like even today like the stuff that we're working on right now like we'll tease stuff you know mm -hmm. but we aren't we don't talk about like what we're actively working on when we go home because it's like one it could change at any time like we were working on a concept for this new program we're coming out with for like two months and yeah. then we realize you know what we want to do something totally and i different. completely changed and we the completely changed it but if we had been talking about it publicly and hyping it up and hyping it up and like this is what we're gonna do it's gonna be so sick and then we realize like oh maybe this isn't the best path forward then it would feel really silly to be like okay guys actually never mind <laughs> it's like sorry sorry I'm stupid sorry <laughs> sorry about that yeah so so we didn't say anything and now we can change it super easy and i think the new idea is far far better so it works Thanks, it's great honey. you're so smart uh, and honestly the first concept we had for it was my idea and then madison was like what if we did this instead i was like that is a, is a so much better <laughs> idea and there's a reason that she is the ceo and i am only a administrative assistant the ceo the ceo <laughs> girl boss in you, charge you are the the boss babe in chief just a girl boss building her empire 
that's you baby actually my mom bought me a candle that said a girl boss just a girl boss building her empire and i really she did she bought it for me for the grand opening and oh I, it matches the shirt your dad got you that says lash hustle my parents i love the things <laughs> they give me no like unironically i they are so supportive they are literally so sweet like so my mom bought me a, a candle for the grand opening and said just a girl boss building her empire i burned that thing and i burned that are you is it on is it Okay, I burned that thing to the ground. I love that candle. It was so funny. And then my dad bought me a shirt for Christmas that said Lash Hustler. <laughs> Lash Hustler. And then he also got her a subscription to Hustlers University. No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love love my parents. Um, okay, and the last two uh, advice I would give myself if I could go back in time um, would be to specialize as soon as humanly possible. ASAP. And by specialize, I mean find that niche in your industry and uh be as good at that thing as you possibly can be better at that thing than anyone else so if you are a lash artist and um you know you're you're working on clients um you're starting up your business i was under the impression that you had to learn every single lash style known to man and so i took a lot of russian volume classes i um had hybrids on my menu for a while you have um, to do lifts, tints. I was doing lash lifts, tints, classics, hybrids, volumes, Russian volumes, American volumes, mega volume, um, all of the things. And I only cared about doing mega volume. My clients only cared about mega volume. So, so I was like, why Why are you operating all this? And so I, it kind of threw me off my game when someone booked like a Russian volume full set. So I was like, whoa, like. <laughs> no, yeah, you would. That would happen, and then you would spend like the entire night practicing beforehand <laughs> because you were like, "I haven't done a Russian." Yes, do you remember setting. how nervous I would get? Yeah, I'd and it's like, like, and I don't know why we didn't like realize it earlier. It took us a long time. It but took that us, wasn't my specialty. Like, I wish when I found Mega Volume, and it, I it was that one thing that kind of sparked a little joy in yeah. my heart, and it was something that like I was good at. I wish that I just. Uh, focused on that and advertised it more committed to it and that was my thing because if you specialize in something you can charge more and it's people will absolutely and i i get why people feel the need to diversify because they're like you know what it de-risks it's if i offer every style then i could get so many more clients but it's i mean we've talked about this before it's the opposite the more you specialize in something the better at that thing you get and then you're able to charge more and the people who do want that thing will find you yeah. and they will love you for it yeah. as opposed to someone who's just eh at everything. A lot of thing, yeah, things, yeah. So like good. it was so funny. I, I think like uh, a year ago someone booked a lash lift with me and I was like, girl, I don't even remember how to do a lash lift. <laughs> I was like on YouTube before she came in. Like, yeah, you're like, what are we doing here? Um, Yeah, specialize as soon as possible. Find that thing that uh, sets your heart ablaze and yep, – yep work really hard to be exceptionally good at that thing then that'll be your thing girl um and then i think the final piece of advice what is it was ooh, was take pictures of absolutely every single thing that you do everything for you and that for you you for don't need to post else. them no take the picture and then zoom in pick it apart figure out what did i do wrong what yep. can i improve on be your own biggest critic. Yep. If you're your own biggest critic, that's how you improve. Constant improvement. Always. Constant feedback. And it's it's positive. It's a constructive thing. It's not like- 100%. You, you shouldn't be beating yourself down like, oh, no, 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 I no. suck. I'm don't, so don't pick apart your work like crazy. But when I first started, I remember I was taking, uh, I would take very few pictures. So I actually don't have a lot of my old work to look back on because I only have like maybe a handful of pictures from my Ooh. salon days and then maybe like five pictures of my camera roll of my first year. Mm -hmm. That's it because I was so embarrassed of my work. I would take a photo and I would just be like, ooh, no one will see that. But I should have been taking photos of every fill and full set I did. And then you um, can see your progress. And even pictures of like irritations, allergies, um, foreign fills, mm -hmm. like just for myself, like not Absolutely. to show anyone else, but to look back and be and be like, okay, how could I improve on this? And when you're actually at home at night after a long lashing day and you're looking through those photos, I'd be like, oh, I could have taped backed and worked more on this inner corner or, oh my gosh, she still has lash lashes left over. I should allot myself more time. Like you can use all that stuff and just be constantly mm -hmm. like giving yourself great feedback because a lot of the time, you know the answers. Yeah. A you lot just of need the to time, internalize them. Yeah. You need to trust yourself enough to know, you know what looks good. Mm -hmm. You know the answers and you know how to improve your work. It's all inside of you. Oh, yeah. You just need to um, be taking those pictures and open yourself up to giving yourself constructive yeah. feedback because when you're looking back on it you're going to see so much that like while you're in the set 
it's like you're trying to go fast. Yeah. You're not trying to like you're, you're not going to think about you're it. You're talking to your client. You're, you're making sure to, they're exactly. comfortable. There's music going. Like it takes a long time to get all that stuff on like autopilot. Yeah. All this stuff. And so by looking back at it and actively thinking, that's your time to be like, okay, these are the things that I can work on. And then every day when you're doing fills or full sets or whatever you're doing during your day, if you just think of one of the things that you saw in your sets that you can improve and just think about that one thing throughout yeah. the day and work on fixing that one little thing. Yeah then it, that'll help get it internalized. That'll put it on autopilot. And then you can move on to the next thing. You don't need to fix everything all at once. Totally. And I, I have students who, I mean, if you have a mentor or a past trainer that has given you access to them where like you can reach out to them from time to time. Oh, send them little pickies. Yeah. I encourage a lot of my students to send me pictures as time has gone on. Um, and they'll be like, Hey, can you critique this filler full set I did? And then, you know, and they trust me enough to, to help them with that critique. Yeah. Um, but then it gets to a point where I don't need to be looking at their work, picking it apart, you know, cause they know, they know. They and know. after a couple times of sending it to me, I'll be like, okay, you know, you got it from here, girl. Wonderful. Uh huh. And taking pictures is so important because you can look back and see how far your work has come. A lot of the time you can beat yourself up about your current work, but if you don't have your work three years ago to look back on, you're always going to think you suck. But if you look at your work from three years ago, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm amazing. Look how far I've actually come. That is true. One thing I would not do with all those pictures is I would not post them in Facebook groups. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the blind leading the blind in yeah. the, most of the Facebook groups, except ours, Lightheart Lash Besties. Woo! Join it right Lightheart now. Lightheart Lash it's Besties. The best. It's the best Facebook group on the planet. It is. We have a really positive and encouraging Facebook group called Lightheart Lash Besties. and Exclusively for baddies and besties. Yeah. And the number one rule in that group is you post whatever you want, but you have to start it off as hello, baddies and besties. And then you can ask your question. I love it. Okay. So, so to recap this very informative episode, one, lashes are the best. Do to be a lash artist. Two, yes. go to a cheap aesthetic school. You Three. don't need to spend money. Yes. Three, invest in your education wow you're really remembering all of them oh i remember so much and then to add that we didn't talk about this earlier when you're starting out in your career price your Ooh. stuff reasonably yes price it reasonably for your area you are a beginner yeah you're not going to get any clients if you're pricing super high everyone and your knows work that. sucks yeah and your work sucks price it's reasonably okay for your work to improve suck. work 100 you're not working to earn you're working to learn at the beginning oh per per period <laughs> And then one, as you as you learn, as you improve, your number one priority is getting good enough to get your books fully filled <laughs> at your price point. You're not working to earn. You're working, You're working to, to learn. learn. That's a good one liner. That's a this is the clip. Mia, clip it. Clip it, Mia. Clip it. <laughs> um, okay. No, but then you once you once you have Go. learned your passable fill your books that's your one number one priority is marketing yourself to fill your books once your books are filled then do a price raise right raise them like 20 percent, 25 percent. your goal is that 25 percent of your clients you drop can't off. do anything if you don't have clients you can't do anything so first fill your books then raise your prices and then you can rinse and repeat that bad boy just fill your books again yeah. raise your prices again fill your books again raise your prices again until you're like top priced in your area you're like at the top tip top everyone in your area is like how are you charging so much and then you tell them i watched the last two brain cells podcast and they taught me how to do this and then once you are at the tip top of your area then people are going to start asking you they're going to be like hey can you train me i want to learn and then boom boom you just got your trainer first time training. Do not be a trainer before you're priced highest in your area. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. I don't know you want to. It. So many people want to, but don't do it. If you wait, I promise it'll be so much better. Then once you do a bunch of trainings, then you're in the position like you've gotten a year of training under your belt. Then you can think about doing some digital products. Per. We honestly, oh, we didn't even talk about this. We started selling digital products totally by accident. Should I just randomly mention that? Yeah. I mean, we're only 40 minutes in. We yeah, I did start selling digital products completely by accident, like, um, which is funny because it's like my whole business now. But Her. um, when I think it was only, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. A year and a half ago, a girl messaged me on Instagram and she said, hey, uh, you talk a lot about doing detailed consultations and, and, you know, all that stuff. Do you have consent forms? And I was like, of course, yes. And she was like, um, okay, well, I want to make my... She's like, did you make them yourself? And, and I was like, like, yeah, yes. obviously. And she was like, oh, can I see yours? And I was like, yes. And then she was like, can I buy them? And I was like, 
I don't sell them, but like, I mean, I guess, I guess. And I was like, and so I sent her my uh, consultation form in an email and she, I don't know. She sent you $40. Here's the thing. I'm friendly guys i'm overly friendly you can ask me for the shirt off my back i'll be like oh okay 10 bucks i don't even want it anyway um no but i am a little overly friendly sometimes and sometimes to a fault but she was like uh thank you so much i no i didn't even tell her i wanted her to pay me oh yeah you just gave it to her because what because what who cares i don't care it's just a consent form it's just a consent form so i was like yeah like i'll email you my consent form um they're unbranded like you can you know throw them yeah put your put your logo on it yeah and i was like you can upload it into docusign have your client sign it you know whatever and then she uh was like oh my gosh let me pay you these are so good and i was like oh okay and then i said i said pay me whatever you think they're valued at to my venmo Mm -hmm. and she venmoed me 40 bucks and i was like awesome so i and they uh, were like maybe we should put these on so the we put website. them on the website for 40 bucks <laughs> yeah we did well 35 i think or no 37 they were 37, 37 bucks 37 bucks and then we sold a crap ton of them sold and then, a bunch of them and they were like we should do digital products yes I mean, this is great and, and now then, oh no no and then the second thing was i said Instagram well manual. my training manual is really good yep. um what if we put it up on my website so we started selling my training manual and mm-hmm. then everyone and their mother copied it and, and then we're like, oh, maybe we should. And then we were like, no more manual. This no, is why you can't have we, nice things. We got, no, we got so many emails of people who are like, hey, so I'm having trouble printing this off and, and binding it. And we're like, why would you print it off and bind it? Why are you printing it off? And they're, they're like, and also, um, do you have one without your logos on it? We're like, wait a second. <laughs> Wait, I said this. No, I know I what you're trying to do. You're bad. Don't do that, you bad girl. Make your own manual. This isn't. <laughs> if this is for you to learn, this isn't for you to just print it off and give it to your students. You stingers. And so that is why we no longer no sell more the, manual. The, the, the manual on the website. So if you were trying to buy the manual and you're like, why can't I buy it anymore? It's because people, other people, ruined it for you. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, if you want my manual, you you can, can send us a really nice DM and say, I promise that I will never give it to students of mine and then then we'll then we'll send for it sure you. girl <laughs> um or you can take a training with me and, and actually get you know what never mind yeah you have to take a training now yeah and we got him we're getting him in hardcover now Ooh, so if you take a training you, you guys i am obsessed manual. i'm obsessed with making digital products i love it but i obsessed like revamp my manuals like every gosh six months she does that's another reason that we sell out of all the training oh also Woo! we, we sell out of all the training literally guys got okay this is just like check in happy time can we just chit chat can we just chit chat okay we if you were listening for advice you can leave now but if you just want to like see how maddie and elliot's week is going then you can stay maddie and elliot's week is going incredible Maddie because and Be- baddies and besties chat baddies now. and besties chat fireside chat um, we put up. We should dim the lights. We should. And it's just our we friends should. listening Actually, to us talk. I could dim the lights. I'm gonna do that while I talk. Um, so we put up two new class dates. Uh, May and June. May and June. Because two days January, ago, January, February, March, April are not only sold out, but they're oversold out. So we sell them out of six seats, and they're all they all have uh, eight people in them. Ooh, We're just dimming the, the lights. Just the besties. Just the besties here. Ooh. Just the girls beautiful um yeah so we put up two new dates for may and june so i was like oh 14 spots so i was like oh i'll throw out may and june and we'll add an extra seat so it'll be seven well do seven spots we were doing six spots per per class but then every class we had two people asking like please can i get in and we're like all right so like okay we'll just make them seven because we 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 can fit seven it doesn't impact the quality of class or anything we're like okay we'll make them seven and then guys in less than 30 hours we sold out all 14 spots. And two private trainings And with two private trainings with Katie. What? 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 And. Bro. We did this from one Instagram post and one email. One Instagram post, one email. And then I was like, and then <laughs> we sent out one email too. So we have on the uh, page of the website for the group trainings, we have like an email opt-in where it's like you get the, you can get updates for when we release trainings like before yeah. anyone else. And so then we had like 30 people sign up for that um, over the last, I, we've only had it up for like two weeks or something. Yeah. And then I sent that out. We got immediately like three signups from that email. And then a couple hours later, we posted it on Instagram, and got it another. Just, it was just pictures of me. And I was just like, new dates. Woo. New dates. We got another 10 from that over the next day. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I should send it out to our like five 
6,000 person email list. Yeah. And then I did. I'm like, hey, um, so there's only one spot left here, uh, but you could sign up for it. And so then we sold the last spot from that. But I was like, oops, <laughs> sorry, main email list. So freaking crazy, you guys. I'm I didn't so think it was going to sell out that it. fast. I thought I had more time to send out that but email. But it's just so nice because like, oh, uh, my whole. No, it feels so good. Well, it feels so good for me because it's like my whole job for the last few years as a basically full-time educator has been to market the living daylights out of my trainings because it's like if you're you know no one else is your marketing team when you're self-employed like I have been marketing my little pants off for two years and that's how I've been able to sell 300 something trainings is because I have been posting consistently every day pictures videos student testimonials reviews well and for a while when we were doing the when you were starting with the group trainings, yeah. we had it on the website where people could sign up for calls where we would talk to them about the group training <gasps> we oh my gosh you i guys, did so many calls we were even doing uh consultation calls where people would set up a time where elliot because i was so busy yeah. elliot would physically be on the phone with girls three, i did four times i did a like day. over a hundred calls which are you lying no yeah i did yeah, I'd like you did just, over a hundred calls. Yeah, yeah. To get students. Yeah, just like during the day. Oh my gosh! And so it's like such a blessing, honestly, to just be able to like at this point. And now we don't have to do any of that. We've built so much street cred and reputation that just naturally that we can literally say new dates hot off the press. And I don't have to explain the courses. No. I don't have to tell anyone what the kit includes. It is so what nice. What the day includes, what the hour, I don't have to tell anyone anything and they just are booked. And the only reason It's amazing. The only reason that we're at that point is just because the quality of the training is so good. It's a it's just a good training. It's just a good training. And 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 one of the reasons actually the reason we started talking about this is because you were talking about how you are constantly improving like your manual and yeah. you're fixing it and you're adding stuff. And that's the it's reason. Not, it's literally the, int- it's kind of like, you know what they say? Like humans, uh, like their skin cells completely regenerate after like seven years mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I, I don't know the, the exact thing, but it's like after a certain amount of years, like you physically like shed your entire skin. You're like basically a new person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like my trainings. Like, a little bit. My trainings a year ago are not even close to what they are today it's like okay so they were still good trainings then but they're constantly getting better and better and better and better just because i'm constantly reinvesting i'm constantly learning more i'm constantly streamlining things and i'm never thinking like how can i add to my trainings i'm thinking how can i physically like what's what's the word not add to it but I want people to get more in less time. Yeah, just improve upon it. Yeah, like Yeah, and that's the reason that there's still only one day. That's the reason they're not four day trainings. Is cause like instead of thinking, okay, what are things that we can add like two hours to the training and teach someone? No. No, like all we're thinking I'm is I'm trying to figure out how to put seven years into one day. Hundred percent. Absolutely. I want people to get as much information in the shortest and most effective time unit as possible. Yeah. And and that's why I don't think we'll ever like make them multi-day trainings because it's like even though people are more okay spending more on multi-day trainings the thing is like i want to reshape the way that like people who are looking at our trainings think about it into them thinking about like okay is it more valuable for me if i learn this in one day or two days well it's more valuable if you learn it in one day because like if, if you think about it in a more extreme way like is it more valuable to me if i learn Uh, this in one day or in one month and I'm there every day for a month is like well obviously be better to do do it for a day because it's like you're not wasting a whole month of your life so Mm -hmm. if we're able to take the training and just pack so much into it and plus you only have to come out for one day if you want Mm -hmm. or if you want to make a little trip out of you do a little cute weekend in Scottsdale yeah you get two days to yourself people like like, a one-day training because honestly I've taken last trainings that are a couple days long and it's like by the second day it's like everyone's exhausted yeah, it's kind of an overload of information, and it, it can, it's just makes you feel like you're in college again. Yeah. So. And that's why we make the manual so good, too, so that, like, we know that you can't intake all the information in just one day, so we have it all in the manual so you can keep going back over and over again, and, yeah. like, the manual is a key part of the training. Yeah. But it's, like, in— uh, A lot of my students just keep their manual on their cart absolutely. just to read every day. Absolutely. And, and that's the way that people get so much value out of the trainings, and that's why it's worth, like— 
so much more than what people are paying for it. Yeah. It's just like in the book uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, one of the things he talks about is how the British cycle team, one of the principles that turned them from like the last place cycle team in the world to like being the first place over the course of like five years is they got this new coach. And the new coach's whole thing was that every uh, like week, they just wanted to improve what they were doing by 1%. And then they just improve it, or it might have been every day. They wanted to improve it by 1%. And then if you keep doing that 1% better every time, like you with your trainings, you improve them just by like 2%, 3% yeah. every time. I just, my goal is every training is better than the last. Absolutely. And it yeah. compounds, and now it's like the best training in the world. Yeah. It is the best training in the world. Don't forget that. Sign up. You well, can't. You <laughs> sign up for our uh, alerts list, and then you <laughs> will be able to sign up as okay, soon as we drop now, new spots. I don't think we'll have to advertise them ever again. I, but basically, true. if you want the light heart training experience, you can book a one-on-one -on -one private training with, with Katie. Katie Gonzalez, and she's our the best. Master light heart trainer. Katie. Light heart Katie. Find her on Instagram. She teaches. They are just as good as a group shout training. out to Katie. Well, they're I think better because you have a light model obsessed it's the same curriculum but Period. you have a one-on-one -on -one day so if you're an introvert it's intro friendly you're not introvert in a group friendly. um and it is the and same and you can learn day. classic if you want you can learn classics or mega volume she has both options and uh mm -hmm. they're hosted in my room at lightheart studios and you get a live model to work on you don't even have to bring your model katie will find you a this model. ain't no second rate experience yeah you get so, the full lightheart experience yep so group classes sold out don't worry about it Book, book a one-on-one -on -one with Katie. You can literally book it as soon as February, March. Like, she has dates available. Go to the website. We love it. Um, Anything else? No, I love you. I love you so much. What a good episode. What a good episode. Sorry the end of it kind of devolved, but it was just, I we, thought it was fun. We just wanted to chat. We just wanted to chat Honestly, with our besties. you guys are just our friends. Like, the people that listen to this are not strangers. Like, they are That's true. people that I genuinely know and care about and they message me on instagram tell me they love a podcast like every that. single message i get on instagram oh my gosh. that's like the message every time madison gets a nice <laughs> message about the podcast she I... texts it to me and i'm like <laughs> no i do i always send the like uh teary emoji where it's like the happy tears that's every single yeah. time i'm like no any message you send me on instagram even if it's like lo i love the podcast girl i screenshot it, i send it to elliot we do a little happy dance we go it makes us so happy like this is something that you know, we are very busy people. We don't get paid to do this. Liquid Death isn't sponsoring no. us. It's 8.30 p.m. right it's, now. We always film it very late at night because it's after our long work days. Um, this is just something we truly love to do to pour back into you guys. So it means the world to us when True. you guys listen and you care. And that's why we wanted to spend the last 20 minutes talking to you about what's going on in our life. Because, like, you guys care about us. We care about you. Love it. That's what friendship is. So. Wish I could give you all a little. Yeah, so come to, if you are a Last Two Brain Cells listener, come to mm -hmm. um, Lightheart Studios, and we will give each of you a little kiss on the forehead. Yeah, if you literally come in, and you come to the coffee shop, and you say, I listen, a lot, listen to Last Two Brain Cells. Then Caleb will say, okay, I know what that means. Madison, get out here. And he'll come get me from my room. Up. And I'll be like, oh, you're a podcast listener. Oh, I'll give you a little kiss on the forehead. That's how much I love you. Yep, so. Have a good night, you guys. Have a good one. <laughs> love Smooches. you so much. Smooches.